0: Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. MLS ID 448. 908 Fast Acquisition LOC doing business as USA Mortgage NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend, additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. <laughs>
1: You have scoured the podcast world you have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance welcome to newsworthy with steve and jerry two words and two question marks
2: we are back again for another wednesday yes we are how do you feel jerry how's life life is good did you know one of my favorite things in the world today is um well one of my favorite things in the world is cobbler. Okay. Today, Not just
1: today, but every day. Yeah,
2: yeah. But today is National Cherry Cobbler Day, Jerry. When is Natural National Peach Cobbler Day? That's yeah. my favorite. Is it? No, oh, yeah. me too. Oof, it's Peach hard to beat them a, 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 a homemade. Peach cobbler. Oh my
1: god! Blackberry would probably be my second favorite.
2: I don't like the seeds. I'm you not don't a fan. like the seeds? Yeah, not a fan. They get They're so friggin' yeah. That's the minuscule. Problem. That's the problem. They get down in my gums and stuff. They hurt. It's oh, also god. International Day against homophobia and transphobia and biphobia phobia I don't even know what that is. It's also National Walnut Day. I mean, I know what it is. I've just never heard of it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a day for everything, don't they? Hey, this is one I want to celebrate. Today is National Idaho Day. National Idaho. Day. I you like that state? I love. it. Like, listen, I'm just telling you. If I could move to any state, any state, and not have to move and have a job idaho would be it for me it's gorgeous out there now people would be hawaii maybe steve now give me idaho if anyone has ever seen the salmon valley in idaho they would understand what i'm talking about it is un i i i've never been to a more beautiful place in my life it's gorgeous um and i would go out there and it was great hey mochi's already here how about that she be doggy um i loved it uh we'd move back there in two shakes of a uh what's that expression two shakes of a cat's tail something like that i also want to apologize our mics are really sensitive today and my dogs i gave them bones right before uh <laughs> right before we went on the air and uh, they are chewing them up, and I can hear them, so I'm assuming you guys do can too. I don't think you need to apologize for that.
1: I mean, compared to the neighbor's motorcycle gang next door. <laughs> <this is> <laughs> <another>.
2: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> no, you asked about how I was and how life is. I'm just glad that springtime is here and everything's warming up. I actually went swimming the other day. And, uh, you went swimming. Took a pee in the deep end of the pool. Lifeguard noticed and blew his whistle so freaking loud, so loud I almost fell in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rather rude, wouldn't you say? Oh, I hate that. I, you know, God's honest truth, though, I have shy bladder. That would never work for me. <laughs> I. I I cannot, you know. You go into some of these older uh, stadiums, and they got the trough for the urinal. Mm -mm, I'm out. I'm I'm waiting my turn for the stall, Um, and that's that. I I I cannot, will not. Somebody's around. I'm out. I can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome, double. Yeah, welcome, double. (laughs) Wow. So I like the girl that you. Huh?
1: You're like the girl when she first started dating. A lot of girls, when you first start dating them, they refuse to go to the bathroom when you're around. Sound like you (laughs) were similar with your shy bladder. Oh, dude. Mm -hmm. Sound like you're very similar. Yeah. I need me to give you one. Huh? Need me to give you one? Give me one, what? Good dad joke.
2: No, I got one. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. So. Um, uh where do you go to learn how to make ice cream, Jerry? Uh,
1: I've heard they've got some pretty good ice cream in Idaho. You don't know. You go oh, to okay. Sunday school. Oh,
2: I like that.
1: <laughs> I bet they have some very good ice cream there at Sunday school. Steve leaves to shut the door, so hopefully you won't hear his dogs barking as they try to steal each other's bones.
2: They're trying to get on the show. That's all they're trying to do. They're trying to be superstars. Yeah,
1: well, they've heard about what an exciting show and how only superstars are on here. So they <laughs> wanted to join. Well, at least one of us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I sure. like your shirt, by the way. And the UK shirt. I, I'll just, I'll let you know, for those at home that can't, can't uh, see, obviously, this is the one shirt that actually your white New Balance look great with. My new balance looks great with everything. (laughs) No, this
1: is actually the same color, so it makes good sense. My shoes are the goat of all shoes. you got to admit that. (sighs) I don't know. Yeah, well, you're jealous. That's the only thing it's I'm
2: not. (laughs) In fact, I want all the fans out there to know that if you ever see me out in public and you see me wearing white New Balance, please hug me because somebody is not giving me enough love in life. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Or
1: there's another very good reason that could happen. What? you got a decent pair of glasses
2: to where you can see. Oh, my gosh. I I said the story last week where I lost my glasses, right? I've been blind all week for the most part. You don't have a backup? I do, but I hate them so it's like one of those oh i'll put these on and I, I just hate them i hate how they look i hate how they feel i hate how they allow
1: me to see it's the same way that i feel with all my shoes except for new You uh,
2: yeah but i gotta look good with glasses <laughs> you you're not worried about that so you're you're beyond that. that age at this point so beyond caring <laughs> <clears throat> hey mochi i just want to state for the record there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with a good pair of Crocs. You've always loved Crocs. I have.
1: Always have loved Crocs. Used I to have.
2: be Crocs, you know, there was like, what, two, three styles? I've got a
1: million stuff. Dude, I've got
2: Croc tennis shoes, I've got Croc dress shoes, I've got Croc Crocs, I've got leather Crocs, Croc got, Crocs. What's a yeah, croc that's the original, croc. the OG okay. Crocs. Uh, I've got leather ones, I've got. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Why would you
1: not have a pair of I leather? I don't want to know under what scenario were listen, you are wearing leather Crocs.
2: Listen. Listen. I, I want you to understand and all the fans in radio land to understand the gravity of what I'm about to say. I have loved shoes since I was probably about 16, started earning my own money and bought my own shoes. Um, And there has been, uh in my closet right now, we've discussed Emel uh, DeMarcos would be very, yes. very, uh, Oh, envious envious thank you but i ordered something on monday they're supposed to be here tomorrow and i can't wait it's the very first pair of converse chuck taylors i've ever owned really first pair and i can't yeah, wait to can wear be... them when you were a kid i didn't like them when i was a kid right. i thought they were hideous but they've grown on me as i've
1: gotten older huh i've had many pairs of them. Chuck Taylor's.
2: Yeah, I've never had one, and I found I was uh, Slick Deals. I was on Slick Deals, and they're like, "Hey, look at here, Twenty, I think I paid like twenty two dollars shipping and all. Yeah. For I was like, Psh, I'm in. <laughs> of course, it doesn't take much. I could literally could said two hundred dollars, and I'd be like, I'm in. Shoes are good. Um. Yep. Yeah. Know what you mean? Well, so you know. I like my vans. I got a pair of vans that I wear uh, when I ride. They're high tops. They're very comfortable. They go with anything. Mine are black on black. So I like vans pretty well too. Um, I'm hoping the chucks are similar. Um, so there that's, that's, that we go. Man, we got a lot to talk about this week. A big show next week. We're gonna do, did we decide on three or five or how many did you want? I didn't care.
1: I just suggested more than one. Because right. if I shoot it down in five seconds, <laughs> I wanted you to have a backup story to go to. So this is your giving jury Raspberry. All I'm saying is if you guys had any clue of some of the conspiracy theories that Steve has subscribed to previously <laughs> and how easy they were to debunk, I'm just saying, if it happened to be like some of those, we don't want the show to be, you know, Five minutes in. You know one that it says? Going, we need to
2: keep reducing the size of the show. So I keep saying we should go two hours, and you're like, nah, let's get in and out at 30 minutes. So, yeah. You bring one conspiracy theory and we'll be in and out. So, in five anyway, minutes. next week's show, all about conspiracy theories. In fact, Jerry, where can they text or email us if they want us to talk about a specific
1: well, conspiracy theory? We- they can email us at Newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. They can text us uh, with the text number of area code 540-709-1318. I think Goose has decided I'm her best friend. She's over here rubbing on Are it. you
2: allergic to her? Because that's no. usually who she goes to first.
1: For those that don't know, we probably told them before, but Goose is hey. one half of
2: Steve's one-eyed cat game. Yeah, she's got one eye um she was actually it's a she's actually kind of a cool story so i'll go ahead and share it you brought her up i'm gonna go ahead and share it so goose when she was a kitten uh was part of a large litter and this raccoon had picked off the whole litter just so happened that the raccoon had come back to get goose had goose in her mouth was trotting off into the woods and the owner came out and swat you know with a broom and and saved her took her to the animal clinic the animal hospital um and this lady cat lover uh said fix her whatever it takes if you can make it happen make it happen so this so goose ended up being at the animal hospital for like four months had multiple surgeries on her face lost an eye her little jaw sits off sideways the raccoon did some pretty serious damage so um Everybody at the animal hospital got very attached to Goose. And so the lady finally comes in to pick her up because she's finally healthy enough to go home. And the lady comes in and picks her up. And she's like, oh, is she always going to be that ugly? And Robin was like, "Uh, yeah, you know, we did the best we could. There wasn't much left. And she's like, oh, I don't want her. She's like, what? She goes, so what's my bill? Bill was over $4,000. Four thousand dollars. Did she pay it? She wrote a check and paid it. And, and then said the and then said, Do you want her? And of course that's how we ended up with goose. <laughs> paid four thousand dollars to repair her, to take care of her, to bring her back to health, and then just left it. Was she still a kitten at that point or? Well, I mean, she was six months old at that okay. point. So yeah. Half grown cat. Yeah, half grown at that point.
1: $4,000 for a cat and didn't want her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I know
1: what it, you're thinking. <laughs> don't
0: say it. <that. laughs> I'm not
2: going to say it, but I know what you're
1: thinking. <laughs> yep, you're right. Mm. That's what I would have done. But thankfully, worked out that way. You guys have a great cat. Steve uh, no used to always thing. say that he didn't like cats. They don't that like he cats. hated cats. Pretty much. He, uh, for those who believe that, I've got some nice photos i can send to you of steve loving on cats one actually of him asleep on the couch with goose sleeping on his chest so, so
2: my question yeah. is
1: when did you sneak in my house to be taking these pictures no your wife give me that one she <clears throat> took that
2: that that, that didn't happen that after, was staged
1: after you were trying to claim that you still hated cats see your wife this was kind is, enough to give me no
2: that no no what happened was i was asleep on the couch and Photoshop, just while
1: you're asleep. You needed to be asleep for the Photoshop to happen, right? Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, everybody sleeps, and I just (laughs) happened to be out working all day, and just happened to doze off, and then Photoshop. Somebody put. They could have put like a pile of steaming poop on my chest with the Photoshop, but they chose to put a cat because that'd be much more fun. Yeah, let's
1: go with that story.
2: Yeah, speaking of stories, why don't we go on in for the Why don't we learn how to speak, Steve? (laughs) We've only been doing this over a year, so you know you figured have it figured out by now. Jonah Mavis, welcome. Thanks for joining. Oh wow. Hey, glad you're here. Absolutely. I'm glad you figured out that last name. I wasn't gonna try. (laughs) I didn't try the last name. I did first names. Okay. Jonah and Mavis. Oh, gotcha. Yep, yep. So let's go ahead, let's let's dig into some topics, Jerry. What you got for us tonight, man? I'll let you you lead lead? off. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start with one of your favorite guys,
1: George Santos, George Santos, we one about of him. my favorite guys. No, is he not? No, he's one of your heroes. No. We talked about him a few weeks ago and how absolutely disgusting this guy is. He's, he's lied about everything there is to lie about. I don't know if you guys have heard, but this past week, a democratic representative, Robert Garcia, Started the process of forcing a vote on a motion that would expel George Santos from the United States Congress. And uh, again, he, this guy's lied about everything. He, uh, when he was running for office, he claimed that he had earned degrees from New York University and Baruch College. Neither institution has any record of him ever even attending, much less graduating. He claimed to have worked with Goldman Sachs as well as Citigroup. Both are untrue. (laughs) He claimed that he was Jewish, that his grandparents escaped the Nazis during World War II. None of that is true. He uh, has admitted to fabricating huge parts of his resume. He was elected to office based on absolute total lies. He's also currently facing a number of criminal charges. Now, with all that being said, I absolutely do not think that George Santos should be expelled. In my humble opinion, if you haven't been convicted of a crime, it shouldn't be possible for you to be kicked out of office. I don't care if you're George Santos or Marjorie Taylor Greene.
0: Oh, that's Alexander, your favorite,
1: right? yeah, yeah, really. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, your favorite. I don't care if you're one of the two Tennessee State House representatives that were kicked out of office a few weeks ago by the GOP. By the way, both of those guys have been reinstated and are back in office. But the point is that this is a dangerous road to start down. And the way that politics and politicians work, everything is tit-for-tat. Only the tit-for-tat ends up being uh, the payback is usually twice as bad as the original. So I I can only envision if we start down this path where it ends, but I have a pretty good idea. It will continue to get worse and worse until the day is going to come when one party is going to be in power. And they are going to kick everyone in the other party out of office. Everyone, I, you can't do this when voters elect someone to Congress. You you are to the the state, uh, Senate or or federal Congress. I, I just don't think that we have a right to kick them out because we don't like the way they look, the way they talk, or something they believe in. If they haven't committed a crime, they I believe that because they were elected by the voters, that they have a right to be there. So as disgusting as I think George Santos is, I think that the Democrats are making a huge mistake in, in trying to get him expelled from Congress. What do you think?
2: I I, I think that's a very good way of putting that. That is a bad precedent to set. It is. Um, now the two, the two things that we discussed, if he's found guilty of a crime, then, then we need to have that conversation
1: and that should be a law itself. Yeah. If you want to say you, you would need to codify it. You know, I'm not saying that because someone got convicted of a speeding ticket that they get kicked out of office. So you're gonna to have to say exactly what crimes are allowed and not allowed, but let that be the criteria, not because I don't that, like you. I don't or, like you or I don't like
2: something you said or you believe well, in whatever. The something you said, in this case, is what he done wrong. He was saying a lot of stuff, so but he shouldn't be given the the same protections under the First Amendment for lying. I mean, that's just, um, I agree with you. He very much won office based on a bunch of stuff that was misleading and false. Furthermore, he is currently facing federal charges of fraud,
1: money laundering, and theft of public funds. So why Rush? Right. Let He's, that play out. If it does kick him out of office because of the criminal convictions. Now, I do think this, I do think that McCarthy should have suspended him from committee assignments until the results of that come back.
2: I agree. Uh, but then let him a, sit there and twiddle his so thumbs. You don't need yeah. to kick him out. Yeah. You know, in retail, we always had that whole thing that, uh, you know, it, it be, toward the end of our retail career, it had become very difficult to get rid of a bad employee. Because lawsuits and everything had, HR got had to get involved, and you had to have a proof. It was a much simpler solution. You you schedule them for two or three hours. All of a sudden, that big huge problem is a very very small problem.
1: And that was possible for the part timers. Yeah. For your full timers, not quite so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And the the full timers that have been around for quite a while, they knew what you could and couldn't do. They knew who to call if you tried to overstep yeah. the bounds and all that. So we still had some problems
2: but there was usually way around it sure sure but i i agree with you this is one thing you and i are not going to disagree on this imagine that
1: <laughs> probably not where you thought i was headed but I, I thought you were going to be celebrating
2: to, to be honest because i know you yeah. much you dislike the fellow. No. yeah no. I-, I absolutely dislike him
1: but what i dislike even more is starting a precedent that will end i believe very badly
2: yeah no i agree and anytime we're talking about washington folks anytime you give them just a smidge of power they're going to take a a a bucket full (laughs) so we don't want to do that and it's the same thing with the it it, it very similarly is the same thing as all these stupid executive actions that the presidents take boom boom back and forth back and forth it's ridiculous so uh, you know on that same note and, and i'll probably get into it in a couple of weeks a little more why does Washington D.C. have just? Never mind. I'll hold off on that for a couple weeks. Okay. But um, yeah, I like. I I I, I can't believe I got to say this. I agree with you, Jerry. Well, well it's, it's hard.
1: The case that's with most subjects. It's because I'm right. <laughs> You've made that a long time ago. <laughs> He laughs, laughs, but he knows it's true. This no. all started when he was a sixteen-year-old kid and I hired him and he was the most liberal guy you'd ever met. But he had no reason for being liberal. He hadn't researched it. At that point he was like most sixteen-year-old kids. He was simply following the politics of his family. That's what he'd heard, that's what he'd been taught. He hadn't done much research. So after being around me for a few months, he began to question a few things and not, not, not a long few after. He was because I voted for Clinton twice,
2: so and the first time I voted for Clinton, it was because I thought he 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 talked a good game, and then the second time I I did it because my my my, (laughs) we will well we'll talk about that. If
1: I'm not mistaken, wasn't Clinton the last Democrat that the state of Kentucky voted for? Yes, I say when I say voted for, won the state of Kentucky. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure, and he won both 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 times that he ran. He, uh he oh, got the vote. it's he that Southern one.
2: connection. He's from Arkansas. That's you know. part of it.
1: He he's, doesn't hurt, and he, he was very well liked. He was very congenial, easy to like.
2: Yeah,
1: very personable.
2: Apparently, uh, I'm not saying really his politics suck. His <laughs> politics, yeah, would no, no pun no, intended. But, no, not entirely, because at least he, even though he would always thumb the wind to see where it, you know he yeah. was going to vote, he at least was smart enough that. If the Republicans came to him and had a winning solution that he was going to get behind, they would. he would. So that made him a good politician, if you will, yep. if there is such a thing. But so you you done with Mister Santos? Well, I'm through with Santos. Hopefully forever. <laughs> well, eventually they're going to get rid of him, and we'll have to mention McCarthy. Anyway. By
1: the way, last week said that he would not support Santos' uh, reelection campaign, which. Also, last week he announced that he did intend to run for reelection.
2: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Just hard headed. <laughs> <laughs> just hard. Just getting in there. <laughs> I
1: think five of the six or seven New York uh, congressmen have asked that he resign, including the GOP. All the, as far as I'm aware, every single GOP member of the House of Representatives from New York has requested him to resign. Still refuses, still says he's going to run for re-election. Wow. What you got for us?
2: So, your, your favorite favorite topic, or your favorite app on your phone, by far, is oh. TikTok. It's all one of the top. It's all I hear about. Steve, you'll call me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Steve, I just watched this crazy TikTok. Never you ought to watch it. I honestly do not have TikTok on my phone. I know my daughter likes it. My boys like it. I've watched a few that
1: I send. You don't have to have TikTok to. If I send him a link, there's been a few. I can watch a
2: few videos. Yeah, Um, but nobody apparently likes TikTok, or at least likes TikTok less than the governor of Montana and the the Senate in Montana. The Montana governor two hours ago signed a bill banning TikTok in the state now the first question you asked me was was that only was it for, for, state for state employees and the answer is no he's banned it from being available on the uh mobile phone applications where you go to search for new apps for your phone so apple play uh, or google play store apple uh whatever i even have apple I don't even know what it's called but um Apple Store, I think. Yeah, the Apple App Store. Let's look. Um, but anyway, they're not allowed to have it within the state of Montana. Um, which I don't know how that's legal. I don't know how yeah, that possible. the technical, like if you're driving through Wyoming and go into Montana, does it just boot out for your phone? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> no, <it can't>. but, <laughs> um, and could you use a, uh, VPN to make it look like you're somewhere else. And still I would think down, that of all of those
2: are optional. So, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah it, it's yeah, this is silly. Well, it's silly, but the theory behind it is sound. I no, think. it's not. You don't even know what the theory is. So don't even go there. What do you, you mean? Even, you think the theory behind it is sound. What's the theory behind it?
2: Oh, well, the fact that it is a Chinese tech company, ByteDance, okay. that owns it. Um, And that ByteDance, in and of itself in America, is its own company, but it is owed, it is a Chinese subsidiary.
1: So every Chinese company we have nothing to do with?
2: No, I don't say
1: that. Uh, Because I'm pretty sure that a huge portion of the materials that are purchased in America are made in China. Sure. So those Chinese companies are okay, but this one's not. Please explain why.
2: Because this one has access when when you go in and you okay and you 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 hit the I accept button, you're giving China a lot of leeway in like, your phone. like, what? like bunches of me. stuff.
1: T- tell me, give me some examples of what you're giving. They're them allowed access to
2: things. download your contact list. No, they can't.
1: If you allow it, how many of these kids it doesn't that have even it request that? Oh. It doesn't ask for that. Okay. I've had this app for years, so don't okay. tell me what it's. I'm sorry, taking. Mr. China. Go ahead. Uh, just tell me. I can pull it up and show you what permissions it has on my phone. Would you like to see that? <laughs> no, I absolutely do but, not. Uh, please tell me how it's a national security risk. That's what you're saying. You, you, what you're doing is repeating things you heard Trump say. Which my if goodness, you would haven't you stop with out the by now shit? That, that guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking I about. I don't listen to Trump any more than I do you at the time. Then who are you getting this from, that it's a huge security risk? And tell me once again exactly how it's a security <laughs> risk.
2: Okay, here's what we'll do. I'll do my research on it thoroughly and I'll bring this topic back up again.
1: In other words, for those of you, the the uninitiated, that means you'll never hear from him again on the subject. (laughs) He always tells me that. Let me do some research and I'll get back with you. Four years later, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought we were gonna discuss Pizzagate. Remember all that research I did and those emails that I sent? Let's talk Pizzagate. The other thing
2: that the bill signed you always bring up Pizzagate, and I told you from the very beginning that I didn't necessarily partake in the belief of Pizzagate. No, but you there, pretty strongly believed in it to begin with. No, I'm, would you let me finish, please? please? I said, but there are a lot of dots that connect. That's all I said. And you strung that out into, oh, my gosh, you're such a believer. N- We're going to have this conversation again next week. I guarantee you what PizzaGate. No, I'm not bringing PizzaGate up unless know. one of our listeners want to hear all about it. I don't like anyone. Geoforte also Gate. prohibited the use of all social media applications that collect and provide personal de- personal information or data to foreign adversaries on a government issued devices. So that's smart, huh?
1: That it that is smart. So there you go. That now was here's the second why part that's of the note. If you're not careful when you are using social media, let me give you an example. Uh, If you're a 19-year-old kid and you just signed up to the Army and, you know, like most kids, you're going to be proud of the fact that you're a United States Marine or whatever branch you're in. And there's going to be pictures of you, right? Yep. In your uniform. Now, if you're like a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, you're going to be posting no matter where you're at, right? Yep no matter when you're deployed, no matter where you're at, what you are enabling whoever other countries to do is to track you and your unit's movements because they can, when you post your internet protocol, your IP address is gonna be available, which can be DNS to get a, a good idea of exactly where you are in the world. So for many people in sensitive jobs, they absolutely should not be allowed to use social media, not just on government-issued phones, but personal ones as well when they are actively deployed in any sensitive capacity. So a lot of these things make sense. For for the guy sitting at home, that, that by the way, when you I was asking you what information does TikTok have, they certainly absolutely have your IP address. So what, if if I'm sitting here in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, using TikTok and they see that I'm in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, 99% of the time, it's telling them absolutely nothing. If I'm a U.S. service member traveling around the world in deployment, it's telling them a shitload. So for most of us, TikTok, Facebook, whatever is absolutely fine. For certain people, it's absolutely not fine for them to be using it on their devices.
2: Ah, well, you know what is fine, Jerry? USA mortgages. Yes, it is.
1: The mortgage market changes often, so it's important that you have your mortgage
2: professionally managed. Yes, sir. Ed Locke with USA Mortgage offers great personalized customer service with even more customized options tailored to fit your financial goals and needs.
1: So, if you're looking to cruise into a new home, he can be the driver that gets you there.
2: Call or text Ed at 502-680-0983. That's 502-680-0983. And find out how to get approved. NMLS ID 448908. That's Acquisition Company, LLC. Doing business as USA Mortgage. NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend additional terms and commissions apply.
1: USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Absolutely, they are. I'm gonna to have to go get another soda. I am out while I'm away. You wanna tell them what you're drinking this week? Ah, yeah, Jerry has
2: bailed on me for some sweet wine. He's gotta get his sugar back under control. <laughs> <laughs> so I am drinking Bella bole red moscato which is a product of italy it's delicious it's wonderful um it's amazing and since jerry's gone and he can't be proven wrong (laughs) uh jerry is a very very forceful guy when he argues he's very good and i know that a lot of times that we get on here and it sounds like we're just going at it that's just here we we do this all the time and uh that's part of what makes us good because we can yell at each other and then go have a beer afterwards so it's not a big deal
1: <laughs> and it helps that, you know no matter what he says at the end of the day steve Steve realizes that i'm right <laughs> <laughs> no
0: hi eddie
2: skinny hey, so eddie came to see us she's a good girl anywho Whose so, turn is. It? It's your turn, sir. My
1: turn. Last week, you brought up the debt ceiling. I did. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. Sure, we should.
2: Absolutely. There's been some movement. Finally. There has.
1: <clears throat> there's been some movement. Um, and I got to thinking about it. First of all, what is the debt limit? It's also called the debt ceiling. It's simply a cap on how much debt that the federal government is allowed to accumulate. Now, Congress is constitutionally required to authorize the issuance of debt. And doing so then allows the government to borrow to meet its existing legal obligations, and there's many, there's tons of things that the government pays. Social Security, Medicare benefits, salaries, federal employees, military, tax refunds. A huge one is interest on the national debt. That's the biggest, probably. Um, Now, there's also a lot of confusion, and I don't know if you meant it. I'm sure you probably were being facetious that you didn't mean it. But last week you made a statement. You said that it would be better for Congress to default than to give Biden what he's wanting, a blank check. The debt ceiling isn't a check. The debt ceiling isn't a blank check for anyone. The debt ceiling doesn't authorize payment of one penny to anyone. It doesn't, I mean, I don't even know where you come up with that, a blank check to Biden. If they agree to the debt ceiling increase, which by the way, all that is doing is giving Biden's treasury department the authorization to pay the bills that Congress has already said that they're going to pay. They've already committed to it. They committed to it with budgets, which Congress has to pass. Which we
2: haven't had an actual budget in how long? How many years do you think? (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the problem. But here's the point.
1: This is Congress's problem. And Congress is going to the president and saying, hey, we've got a problem. And guys, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we should not control spending because if we don't, it will kill this country. All I'm saying is that when there's a need to increase, the debt limit is not the time to negotiate on spending. You do that when you're deciding on the budget. That's when you decide what you're going to pay, what you're not going to pay. Sure. But this isn't about how much we're going to pay. This isn't about what's going to be authorized are not authorized to spend money on this is things that congress has already passed budgets and passed laws and said we're going to do this yep. now it's time to pay the the bills and biden is saying hey we we no longer have the ability to pay these bills because we're at the 31.4 trillion dollar limit you guys have set so you guys need to raise it i'm not saying that negotiations don't need to happen they, they must happen this is not the time for it. Secondly, when you made the comment, and last Wednesday, Trump had a town hall meeting on CNN. Did you get to see any of that? I saw.
2: I've saw enough of the clips since. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's where you got it because he said
2: exactly the same thing. I, I that was after our show. Oh, was it? Yeah.
1: Okay. But he said the exact same thing. Maybe he was listening to newsworthy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> hey,
2: Pastor. Hey, Albie. Glad you're here.
0: you find
1: it here. But anyway, Trump said the exact same thing. He uh, was talking to GOP congressmen and he said, here it is, if they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. He also downplayed the consequences of a debt default. And he said this, I quote, it could be really bad or maybe it could be nothing. Maybe it's a bad week or a bad day. Who knows? If the United States defaults and doesn't pay our debts, it could be a bad week or a bad day. Folks, the United States government defaulting on debt, let's put it in words that we're more common and used to hearing. This is the equivalent of an individual declaring bankruptcy. Same thing. You can no longer afford to pay your debts. Exact same thing. Now, if you have to declare personal bankruptcy, how do you think it's going to affect your economic situation? Is it going to be a bad day, bad week? How about when you are the best in the world and have been for many years? That's what the United States is. We're the benchmark. Right? The United States dollar is the world's currency. and has been for many years. That's beginning to come in question, but for many years, we've had the highest right. standard
2: in the entire world. In the last two years, we've dropped 40%. Dropped what, 40%? 40 different countries, not 40%. 40, 40, 40 countries. 40 countries. Using
1: our benefit. money as yes. the benchmark. The point is, if we default,
2: guess how many we lose? All, oh. 100% of them.
1: Yeah. And I don't disagree
2: with you. Immediately. But, and the reason that they, and I'm, and I'm purely speculating because I'm not in McCarthy's shoes. I think that they bring this stuff up now because it, it does have pressure attached to it. It does. Um, and, and, and that's the only reason. Now, the same thing could come right back on McCarthy and say, okay, so you've got him to the negotiating table and you're going to figure something out. We're going to raise the debt ceiling. But how about now you go do the real work and create a balanced budget for the next five years? That would be nice. Because or even better, you- go back to the table and create a net negative budget for the next five years. To start so down the so debt. we can start paying down the debt. because." very 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 rapidly at the pace that we are going within the next 10 years not only is in Social security which to me and you and I I think agree on this should not be a part of this equation period it should have already we should not
1: be part of the negotiations
2: it shouldn't be a part of the negotiations involving the budget entirely this is supposed that was created and up until the mid mid to late 80s, early 90s, was solvent of the regular budget. It was its own thing. Um,
1: Until they started stealing money from right. it, using it to pay for everything else.
2: Right, exactly. So, but we've got, within 10 years, not only is Social Security going to be insolvent, but every single dollar that's not already, account- all basically all discretionary spending, Within every bit of it. I think it's 10 years. Okay.
1: That's based upon certain, certain, criteria. certain formulas. I mean, you that, could
2: put in whatever yes. criteria, but the going statement that everyone's using is within 10 years, the entirety of discretionary spending that Congress has control over will 100% be going to the national debt.
1: Unless we change something.
2: Unless we change something. Now, So how about you, Mr. McCarthy? After you've gotten these few little battles, you you've spanked the president's hand a little bit, you've got your highlights. How about you go, you call up probably the smartest budget guy in your in your in in Congress, you call Rand Paul, and you guys get your heads together and come up with an actual budget to start dropping dropping the debt.
1: Now, to add to that, in 2016 when Trump was elected, the uh they GOP controlled all three houses the White House, the Senate, and the House.
2: Wasted opportunity.
1: And what budget cuts were made. Wasted opportunity. What debt yeah, was exactly. reduced. Yep. You Nothing. Got it. You got now it. folks, I have long been a conservative, was a Republican for most of my life, I've said many times, until I heard uh Rhino went too many times from Trump and decided I could fix that and I became an independent. But fiscal reasons are one of the primary ones. And you're absolutely right. The GOP talks a good game. And it's easy to say, well, the Republicans believe this. I don't care what you believe. When you're in office, what are you doing? What are you accomplishing? Show us.
2: Don't talk to us about it. I don't do
1: it. Somewhere along the line, you got to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. In 2016, they had a chance. You know what they decided to do? A huge, well, that plus. (laughs) I mean, seriously. we, we, We did do one thing. We had a huge tax cut. Oh, yeah. We decided that the tax cut was far more important than paying down the deficit. Yeah. The the tax cut ended up adding to the deficit. They had to have a, uh, a debt ceiling increase because of the shortfalls. In other words, they brought in less revenue after the tax cut. So that's part of the problem, too. Little math exercise. We know that if we default, that it is going to make it much, much harder. For America to borrow money and it's going to increase the rates. What if the interest rates went up by 1%? It's not that much, right? What if it just went up 1%?
2: That's we owe
1: $31.4 trillion. 1% of that is an additional $310 billion that we pay in interest every year. Not total interest, additional $310 billion just because we defaulted and the interest rate went up 1%. Now, in 2020, there was 157 million tax returns filed in the United States. If you divide that 310 billion by all 157 million tax returns, that means that every single taxpayer in the United States has got to pay an additional $2,000 per year. That's <laughs> at 1%. What if this went on for a while? What, what if it raised their rates three or 4%? It's crazy. You do the math. Listen, that's what, let me eh, finish one thing eh, and you can say whatever. Sure. That's why you wrong when you said we should do a default. No, I was actually Trump, Trump actually come out and said the same thing on a CNN town hall meeting when he was talking about, you got a default. We absolutely cannot default.
2: I understand trying to have a backbone and trying to, but you have got to, this is one situation where both sides have to come to the table and make it happen. Yes, Period. Yes. You can't do it. I mean, you cannot let it default. And I was totally being facetious. Good. I thought um, so. Yes, um, but from a perspective of what I just said, you, you've got your debt ceiling raised. You've done your little tit for tat. Now do the real work. Fix, the, yeah. Fix it. Fix um, the real problem. And for folks who doesn't d- doesn't quite understand, I mean, numbers are really hard to understand. Period, especially on you know the radio on a podcast. A million seconds is just over twenty four hours. A billion seconds. Is over thirty-three years. Yep. <laughs> just so you know, there's that's the disparity. Trillion and seconds, and Did a trillion second out? is probably over a hundred years. Um, you know, uh, probably a, a millennia or something. It, it's insane the number of dollars we're talking about.
1: It's insane. If you don't believe it, just write the number down. Yeah, the number of zeros will blow your mind. Just yes. the friggin number of zeros involved. I
2: mean, it is an insane amount of money, and you know, the American economy has been a juggernaut since World War II. And we've been allowed to easily borrow this money because, eh, we can pay it off. It's not a big deal. Yep. But we're at the point now that even if we stopped all discretionary spending, if we cut the, you know, we, we did the Democrat thing of ta- taking away all the money from the 1%, all of the revenue, um, if we cut our defense budget in half, which, by the way, would very quickly make us uh, a prime target for takeover. But no <laughs> one is, no one's proposing that we should that. do that. But even if you did all those things, you're still looking at, you know, a hundred years to pay this down. At some point, and I, for the life of me, Jerry, I can't understand why a politician of any ilk, Democrat, Republican, cannot see the damage. They can.
1: they just say right now they can, and they don't care. They do care but not enough to ju- here's the problem. You and I have talked about it before, term limits. On one hand, they know what needs to be done. On the other hand, well, I want to get reelected. Yeah. How do I get reelected? How well, we I have... certainly can't be cutting anybody's money. I can't be taking away any of the benefits we've given them in the last 60, 70 years. There's so so all we do is do we want some votes. Okay, well, let's offer them some more. Republicans are offering tax cuts. Democrats are wanting to give welfare for anything and everything. Between the two, we end up doing a little bit of both. And we never take anything away. And they're always too worried about getting reelected to do what's right, which is sit down. I remember uh, Rand Paul in a presidential debate. They asked him a question. He kind of shook his head and rolled his eyes a little bit. And he said, you're not going to like this, but. And I loved his answer. Because he, w- before he even said it, he knew where he was headed, and he knew that people weren't going to like it, and he knew that he was costing himself votes. But he was man enough to stand there and tell the truth. Mm. Here's what we need to, and he had a question. The, the question was something about how do we make Social Security solvent long term? Yeah, yeah, that, that's not some easy. Solutions yeah that is going to take some serious cuts that people don't want to hear about, and he stood there and answered it instead of the typical political answer, which is well we're going to give you this, and they promise you the world, and they know they can't deliver one yeah. percent of it. They're too worried about getting reelected. That's the problem
2: yeah, they're always trying to get reelected Well, I happen to disagree with them on social security i I'm, for the life of me and, and I disagree with most Republicans when it comes to social security to me, social security in effect has become an entitlement, but it was not produced to be an entitlement. And if they have made it an entitlement, that's on them, not on the people, me, you, and everybody else that works in this country and pays into social security for that safety net. And for him, and this is the one biggest disagreement I have with Paul and every other politician that treats social security as an entitlement they make me so flippant angry well he did in that case well if we're going to make social security insolvent well you can't retire until you're 72. that was one of the things
1: oh well he may have said raising the age but raising the age (laughs) and and making more payments toward it
2: and i don't necessarily disagree with that
1: here's the point
2: it's not but jerry had social security been established and continued without interruption like it always had been prior to, and I don't remember when they started.
1: It still would have been in trouble. Maybe. No, 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 maybe to it. Here's the problem. L- average life expectancy has gone up sure. by so many years that originally the mathematical formulas that it was based on was, okay, full retirement at 67. Well, they're going to live to be 72. So we're going to have to figure out how to pay them for five years. Well, that's 80. Right. So now we've got to pay for 13 years.
2: Yeah, The mathematical years, formula
1: doesn't work. So it still would have been in huge trouble. So raising the the retirement age somewhere you're trying to get back closer to originally it was meant to last for five or six years. And now we're saying it's got to last for 15. We've got to close that gap a little bit.
2: Yeah. I'm not working until five years within my death. I I'm pray. Not, well, not happening. And they penalize you now for that too. For Just what? this is what I don't like. If you draw your Social Security, but then you're able to still get a part time job, you get penalized and they take some of your Social yeah. Security away. If you're on food stamps or welfare, they don't take your they They yes, take they your welfare away, too. I which mean, they should, they should. so which is it? So we're, the money that we're giving you free, we're going to take away, but no, not the money that 100. you've earned. I, just
1: ugh. let me add one thing sure. an update to everything that I said about the debt ceiling. Sure. They, they had another meeting this afternoon, or no, this morning, I think, before he flew to Japan. Uh, after the meeting, McCarthy and McConnell walked out of the White House, and there's that little lectern there in the driveway, and they had a press conference. And then later, Schumer gave one from wherever, Biden gave one. And I was extremely happy to hear that every single one, McCarthy and McConnell, and Schumer and Biden are saying the same thing. Default is not gonna happen. It's not an option. And we will, before June 1st, we will end the negotiation. We'll come to an agreement. That was the best news I'd heard.
2: Well, good, I agree. And Again, if you are crazy left or crazy right, you're not gonna like that agreement. Um, but not much it's, gonna it's not them. Literally, you have to demand Congress go back and get, Congress has the power of the purse. Right, wrong, indifferent, whether you like it or you don't like it, they are the ones that have to pass a freaking budget, period. Now, if you're on the right, you want that budget to have cuts. You want there to be more welfare-to-work programs. I don't even agree with that. The Freedom
1: Caucus believes that. I don't think the rest of the GOP even believe that. I agree with you. 100%. 100%. It used to be true that the, the GOP, the Republicans, believed in being physically conservative. Right. Not anymore. Nope. Freedom Caucus, and that's about it. Yeah. The Tea Party in 2010, they believed in it. Yep. But the Nobody. The Republican
2: organization in Washington does not give a hot nope. crap about it. Doesn't seem to. Nope. I agree. They,
1: they care a little bit. It's kind of like we said earlier, but they care far more about getting reelected. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: Speaking of elections, Jerry, my last topic today that I'm going to have time to cover, Eric, oh, I've got two. I got a good news today. Ted. Take them on. Um, So just wanted to cover real quick, Kentuckians went to the polls on Tuesday, yesterday, and voted for who they wanted to run for governor this fall. Without any doubt, our governor Steve or Andy Bashir won on the Democratic side. There was no question there. The nearest competitor had like one percent of the vote. <laughs> I don't
1: even know the name.
2: Um, I don't either. It was a guy and a, a young lady who was running against him. We they talked had, about it last week, No chance. I don't remember the name.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh on the on the Republican side, uh James uh James not James Cameron. James Cameron is a director who made that movie with the weird blue people. Um
1: It was also uh Arnold Schwarzenegger's director. Go ahead, I'll tell you this
2: story in a minute. Oh, uh, Daniel Cameron, yes. there we go. Daniel Cameron won for the Republicans. I'm on the fence, I didn't vote for him. In fact, only one person that I voted for won their primary. <laughs> so apparently I was wrong on all of them. Uh, doesn't mean you're wrong. It means everyone else was wrong. Um, that's true, especially when it comes to Daniel Cameron. I, You know, he's, he's, he's He's a Trump pick. Kentucky's a Trump state, like you said. I don't trust that. I don't, you know, he's too close to McConnell. That makes, to me, I I see McConnell. I see Wishy Washy. That's, and that's how I see it. I don't see him being able to beat Bashir in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I I think he's going to get dog stomped. (laughs) I think he's going to understand for the first time in his political career what, what, uh, what, what's the old saying? Stomping a mud hole and walking it dry is all about. Yep. And that's unfortunate for the state it's not of not going to be. He's not going to get clogged. He's going to get smacked no, he's down. Not. Not, I, not like I will, that. Jerry. Okay, what, what kind of margin? Let's see. How much difference between the two? Uh, Bashir's going to win by 20%. Not even close. Absolutely. This by is 20%. a Republican state. doesn't matter. Huge. doesn't matter. Okay. 20% Bashir wins. What are we bet? Uh, Another ice cream cone? Well, no, because you're diabetic, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) Uh, We will bet. I'll bet you a perfect bet. I will bet. I will ride my bike to Georgia and find a homemade peach cobbler. That's what we'll bet. And what am I betting? Oh, I'll take ice cream. (laughs) I'm easy. I'm 20 cheating. points. 20 point difference. I think there's going to be a 20. Okay. He's going to understand for the first time his political career. lose, but I don't think we What 20. What, what, walk, stomping a mud hole and walking, it dries all about. I really okay. do. So there's that.
1: Real quick. Were you sure. through that? No, yeah, I'm done. I read an article today. The most famous line Arnold Schwarzenegger ever uttered in a movie would be what? Get to the chopper. No. Not even close. Yes! And he says himself. People come up to him all the time and say, I'll say be back. The I'll be back.
2: Okay, gotcha.
1: That happened almost as a mistake between him and director James Cameron. Oh, really?
2: Some of those mountainous regions that will also eat and and i guess for the best word recycle plastics um and and they eat the stuff and it's great so these these cold weathers makes it oh there we go i can probably pull it up now so something happened i don't know what was going on there so there we go there we go looky looky so now i can actually give you the actual article and this is from uh, Andy Corbley, and and he is he works for the Good News Network. Um, so, several microorganisms are capable of just dis- just dis- destroying the plastic polymers, um, but they have always been as a result of high heat. Wherever they found these particular microbes, it's been very hot. The problem is when you're trying to do that in areas like landfills <laughs> in New York. Oh, geez. Apparently, sounds here. Yeah, good gravy. Um, but anyway, long story short, uh, they have now discovered those in in um, colder areas. This one, colder areas. There's a total of nine fungi and eight bacteria species that are able to digest and eat the plastics. So great news, um, and that's that's excellent. That makes me happy. What about you? What do you think? I think it's awesome. (laughs) So we ended up on good news. Find
1: something similar that will eat methane.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would grow all over your house is what I hear. Methane? That's what they say. Okay.